Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. Uh, cheers for joining us today. Um, I'm joined by Louis today. Louis, if you want to let everyone know, obviously, Twitter handles, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm uh, Louis Shackshaft. You can find me on Twitter, uh, which is just my name, at Louis Shackshaft. Pleased to be here. It's just myself and James. Um, obviously, final games of the season and a lot to talk about with the playoffs as well. So uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's weird being back just to the uh, the two of us not having Jake with us this week. So we've uh, kind of taken it back to where we were at the start of the season. So it's come full circle, um, almost. Um, Finally I'll got rid of him, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, sent him back to the Premier League show for the time being until probably next season after Benitez <laughs> yeah. leaves. Um, until Newcastle yeah. are relegated, yeah. Exactly. I'll um, I'll start by taking us through the uh, the game and results from the last round of fixtures, last day of the season. We've played Sunday, the week just gone as we're recording this. So, first of all, Norwich won 2-1 away at Aston Villa. Blackburn and Swansea drew 2 all. Brentford beat a very poor Preston side, I must say, 3-0. Derby beat West Brom 3-1. Hull and Bristol City drew one all. Ipswich, quite surprisingly, beat Leeds 3-2. Norwich beat a struggling Bolton 1-0. Reading and Birmingham, which actually put on my acre as a goalless draw, so I was delighted about that, finished 0-0. Rotherham came up just short at home against Middlesbrough, who won 2-1. QPR won 2-1 away at Sheffield Wednesday. Stoke and Sheffield United drew to all, and Wigan beat Millwall 1-0. Throw it over to you first, Louis. Are there any results in particular there? I know there's quite a few surprising ones from my point of view that sort of stood out for you for surprising reasons or ones that that went the way you expected them to. Well, I've written down a handful, uh, but the biggest one I think you can't look past really is Derby's victory because obviously that cemented their place sixth spot and a decent win at home to West Brom as well, who were above them in the table in, in fourth. Uh, for, so for them to win 3-1 and obviously keep Middlesbrough at bay, you know, finishing a point above them, that was a vital win. You know, anything but the win would have seen Middlesbrough obviously claim that sixth spot. And and, and with Middlesbrough beating uh, Rotherham as well, it, it, it was a vital one. Um, the, the other two games for me that stood out was actually... Um, Norwich's victory at Villa, even though you know they've been champions and promoted already, they've obviously never took the foot off the gas and managed to get a victory at High Flying Villa, who've been you know on this long unbeaten run. Um, so for Norwich to go there and and see Pookie score again, you know, on the final day, just kind of echoes what they've done all season. So I thought that was a, a fantastic result. And then finally, you kind of mentioned it already James but I can't believe actually Ipswich managed to get a victory on the final day it's strange to see teams 
when they have go down, sometimes they pull these results out of the bag when they're relegated. And uh, I didn't expect Ipswich to score three goals, uh, never mind get the victory against, you know, Leeds who finished third. So, you know, I just wonder whether that dense Leeds has, you know, playoff ambitions a little. Probably not. You know, like I say, they're, they're already in the playoffs as such and you know it'll be interesting to see when they play derby but yeah that that did come as a surprise actually i thought leeds had, had run out comfortable victories in uh, victors in that one yeah i completely agree with you in terms of the ipswich leeds game i think what stood out for me was obviously leeds going into that game new sheffield united and norwich had already been promoted and sort of looking at the squad they put out you know with the exception of maybe one or two you'd say that is their full strength squad at the moment and for them going into the playoffs against Ipswich you know they couldn't have picked sort of on paper a better warm-up game really in in terms of sort of prepping for the playoffs for them to you know go put on a sort of a a good dominant performance at Ipswich and and you know stake their claim as the favourites for the playoffs and I think what definitely obviously that disappointment of missing out on automatic promotion when they were in the top two for so long through the season Couple with that defeated Ipswich, you know, is that a sign of them sort of struggling now? It'd be interesting, obviously, the, the playoff games, you know, come in sh- quite a short space of time as well. And obviously, we touched on Bielsa and his training methods all season. And, and you know, for him now, it's about managing this squad and, you know, getting them over that disappointment very quickly of, of missing out on automatic promotion. And, and obviously, this defeat to Ipswich, you know, I, I think. In the two legs against Derby, you know, regardless of form, I'd expect Leeds to to come out on top in those. But, you know, having said that, Derby are on a a good run at the moment, you know, playing really good football and and Leeds have really sort of fallen off in in recent weeks. So I think it'll be a lot closer than than I thought it would be um, a couple of weeks ago if if I was to sort of said Leeds would get into the playoffs. Um, The next game that sort of stood out for me really was the... As you said, the the Norwich win at Aston Villa. I think Aston Villa again, you know, a team looking to to kick on in the playoffs now over these these two legs against West Brom. You know, finished inside by three points in the end. You know, left it a little bit closer than they would have liked. But you know, against the Norwich side who've already been promoted and you know were up, it would have been easy for them to you know have one eye on their holidays and, and promotion party. So I thought Villa would have at least got a point in that game. Obviously, Vrancic scored. Yeah, right I did, yeah. Um, but that was one of the games where I thought, you know, there could be not an upset because, you know, Aston Villa are a very good side. But I thought, you know, last day of the season, Norwich already promoted. Uh, you know, I could have seen Villa winning that. So that was a little bit of a surprise to me, but take nothing away from Norwich. You know, they've been absolutely fantastic this season. Puki and Vrancic, quite sort of nice for them too to get the two goals on the final day. They've probably been two of their standout players, if not the two standout players for them this season. I know you can make a case for either of the full-backs and, and you know, Wendia and Stieperman as well. But, you know, them to have been that real driving force for them. So nice for them to get the goals. Um, the only other sort of result that, Sort of stood out for me was the the Stoke and Sheffield United game. I thought Sheffield United would have you know picked up a win there. Stoke, you know, very average season for them. Um, we'll sort of touch on a little bit later how we think sort of each team did throughout the season. But I thought it would have been a case of you know Sheffield United going there, you know, heads high. But I think looking at the uh, the scene sort of from earlier on in the week of, of 
you know, Richard Stearman, I think in particular, celebrating that promotion, you know, maybe looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Sheffield United sort of nursing a few sore heads still going into that game. So, you know, looking at it, I can see, you know, why they, they've sort of dropped points there. Not that it matters, you know, they're, they're already up. But I, I would have thought that Sheffield United and Chris Wilder especially would have wanted to uh, have got a win on the final day for their fans, sending them sort of off into the summer to sort of enjoy that promotion. Um, but obviously, they're the sort of main sort of standout results. Are there any players in particular that picked uh, that you'd like to pick out? There's two that I've got, but I'll, uh, I'll let you go first on this. Yeah, I've got three, and I kind of follow on and not talk about him too much because Varancic is one, like you said, Puki and Varancic scoring, and it was good to see them, you know, get the goals against Villa. That's, you know, cemented their place in first, if you like, and and you know, crowned as champions. But he's just been quality all season. So for him to score in the 86 minute, um, just credit to him for the goal and and for the fixtures and games he's played in, like I say, all season because he he has been quality. The the other player uh, I'd like to mention is Joe Lolly for Forest against Bolton. Um, I know Bolton were relegated and they could have had a thump in, so. You know, credit to them for only losing one nil, but Lolly was decent again, so I thought I'd mention him. And and the other one, because I've probably not mentioned an Ipswich player actually all season. Um, so on the final day, I'm actually going to mention Downs against Leeds after scoring in the 30th minute, and you know, um, giving them the push towards that victory and and the three points, albeit you know in in vain that, that they're relegated and going to League One. But I thought, like I say, I've not mentioned any player probably all season because they've been terrible. You know, five wins in 46 games is just is atrocious. So I thought I'd finally pick out an Ipswich player and, and there we have it. So <laughs> they're my three. Yeah, well, I had an Ipswich player as well and I was, as you were sort of touching on the player then, I was I was a bit worried that you would have taken mine. But thankfully, I uh, picked out a different player. I went for Colin Kwana. Oh, right. um, obviously, got the match winner right at the end and, and got the assist for Ipswich's second as well um, to sort of take them ahead again just after half-time. Uh, you know, Preston were linked with him in the summer and I thought, you know, seeing him at Huddersfield, I didn't think he'd, you know, sort of cut it really at the Championship. I thought, you know, he may be more of a League One player, but, you know, credit to him, he's, he's come in sort of at Christmas and, and done reasonably well in a team that have struggled. I think he's got... Four goals in about 15 appearances for them and a couple of assists as well for a, a player that wasn't playing, you know, the majority of the first half of the season as well. And to get sort of, you know, a few goals and assists here and there in the team, as you said, you know, we've only won five games all season. It's, it's decent going. And I think if they can keep hold of him going into the summer, it'll, it'll be a handful down in League One. And I think, you know, keeping yep. players like that will be, you know, vital for them if they are to, to bounce back straight away. Um, the second player that I wanted to pick out and I was at the game as well and you know quite sort of annoyingly as a, a Preston fan we've been crying out for that sort of a bit of creativity and and someone who can move the ball quickly in in the final third all season and to see Brentford and uh, Sergi Canos in particular uh, sort of do it against us um, was you know just highlighted even more that that kind of player that we need and obviously you know they're few and far between to come across unless you want to pay sort of decent money which we don't have but I thought he was absolutely fantastic on there on Sunday ran the game from start to finish got two assists um one just before half time well I say just before half time it was in the the 49th minute um there was I think 12 or 
13 minutes added on. Um, one of the, the Brentford centaurs was down for about 10 minutes with uh, quite a nasty head injury. But thankfully, after the game, he was doing the lap of honour. So, you know, good for him to... Uh, to to obviously make a recovery from that and then about 10 minutes before half time um someone in the fan just behind the dugout so he'd obviously had a bit too much to drink um sort of passed out so they had to get the stretcher back on and uh, wheel him across the pitch as he's uh trying to break off the stretcher so that added another sort of three or four minutes <laughs> on so if uh, if the game had been played normally Brentford would have got that goal in about the 35th 36th minute I think so I say just before half time it was uh, still quite a way off but yeah Sergi Canos was absolutely fantastic ran the game from start to finish and you know Brentford if they are to kick on next season uh, like they have done in the last sort of couple of months of this season from being down in the lower half of um, the table keeping him more pay for example Watkins will be be absolutely vital for them um, yeah it will yeah but yeah the they're the uh, the sort of standout players that I wanted to pick on anyway. Um, one topic, obviously, you chose this out, Louis, so I'll let you um, start first because I know you'd want me to talk about Sheffield United going second rather than <laughs> you. Um, yeah, probably. Just sort of going through sort of each team in the division and obviously we won't bore everyone by doing a massive in-depth review of, of every team's season, but just a, a sentence or two on uh, sort of how you think they did, was it expected for them, you know, uh, a little sum up for their season in a sentence or two. So obviously to avoid you talking about Sheffield United, um, I'll let you go first with Norwich and then hopefully it falls so you review Preston. Okay, let's do that. So I'll start with Norwich. Obviously, finished first, champions and promoted. um, Fantastic season for them under Fark. I think, you know, the key was um, the incoming transfers at the beginning of the season. You know, the likes of Arancic and Puki and the goals that they scored, just unbelievable collectively as a team. Just great all season. I I, I rate them off at the beginning. Um, I thought they'd probably finish seventh or eighth. you know whether they've overachieved or not, it don't really matter. They've, you know, like I say, credit to Fark, and they've just been absolutely fantastic. And when it got to Christmas, I think a few people thought they'd fall away, and they haven't done, um, and quite rightly finished top. So, uh, unbelievable season from Norwich, and uh, best of luck to them next season. Yeah, before I touch on Sheffield United as well, I know I've mentioned a few times that they were one of my tips for been a dark horse this season so I'm, yeah. uh, I'm just going to leave it there and uh, I'm going to take <laughs> Preston as a dark horse next season and see if I can uh, double down and repeat that you'll be you'll um, be lucky <laughs> yeah. Sheffield United um, for me fantastic season for them you know where they were coming into the league a couple of years ago now Chris Wilder's done fantastically well you know each season improved on where he finished one of the I'd say relatively smaller squads in terms of budget spent in the league uh, you know your likes of Leeds West Brom Villa Derby Middlesbrough for example who are all beneath them um, and quite a way off in terms of quality as well fantastic achievement for what he's done and I know obviously it'll pain you as a Wednesday fan to see him go up but I think thoroughly deserved for Sheffield United the, the way they've conducted themselves yeah. since they've come back into the league has, has been a model for, for any team coming up out of League One to sort of follow and, and stick with it and you know trust what our manager's doing and and let them develop a side and, and kick on. Um, but yeah, that's me for Sheffield United. What about you for Leeds? Yeah, so Leeds in third. Um, you know what? This season's probably going to remember a lot for, you know, Bielsa and Spygate and 
and what have you. But at the same time, despite Leeds finishing third, a lot of fans of, of Leeds United are, are going to be disappointed because I had them in January probably nailed nailed on for finishing in the top two. Uh, so we'll see what happens when they play Derby. I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd expect them to be slight favourites over Derby, but as we know, the playoffs are a lottery. Uh, but the likes of Hernandez, Janssen, Roof have had, you know, fantastic seasons. I, I think that the only thing that's let Leeds down maybe this season is that they needed a 20 to 25, you know, uh, goal Goals from a striker this season, you know, like Billy Sharp did for United, uh, Nor- uh, Pookie did for Norwich. So that's probably the only thing that let them down. But at the same time, they've, they've had, you know, I've watched them in some games and they've played some fantastic free flowing football and they've been a joy to watch at, at times on the ball. So, you know, it's it's been a decent season and it's not over yet. But like I say, it's... Um, I thought they were nailed on for promotion, so it's, it comes as kind of a disappointment for Leeds to come in third, but overall, uh, very good, yeah. Yeah, West Brom for me, um, good season for them, the likes you know, of Stoke have struggled, and teams coming down have struggled in recent years, so for them to get fourth, you know, good season, obviously quite a lot of it will be overshadowed uh, by, by the second of Darren Moore and the way they went about it, but if they can go up via the playoffs, you know, it'll look like a, a good decision. About where I thought they'd finish, I thought they'd be in and around that top pack, you know, in the top three or four. Um, I think I said third for them at the start of the season, if I remember correctly. So not too far off, um, you know, sort of good squad, you know, quite a lot of experience in there. And I think for them going up this season, especially is absolutely massive, you know, in terms of the players' wages that they've got and, uh, you know, the ages of some of the players in the squad as well as, you know, really vital for them to go up. Looking at that pack from the playoffs, you know, uh, it's very hard to call, but I think with the experience they've got in a playoff campaign, they just tip it in their favour. But obviously, you know, a Midlands derby over two legs against Aston Villa isn't going to be easy, um, which moves me quite nicely on to, to Villa with you, Louis. Yeah, Villa finishing fifth. Uh Definitely my tip for the playoffs. If I had to choose a team, you know, in the remaining four, I, I would go with Villa. Although, you know, against West Brom, it's going to be difficult. But it's a tale of obviously, you know, halfway in the table, they were always a decent side. But then Dean Smith finally got them playing really good football and they went on this fantastic run, didn't they, for, you know, 13, 14 games. And they were unbelievable at times. And you've got to remember you know, such as Tammy Abraham, the the amount of goals he scored uh, and then other players like John McGinn chipping in and, you know, Grealish has had a decent season as well. So, yeah, I I can't look past Villa, uh, but overall finishing fifth, I think that have taken that. They just need to go one step further than they did last season now and and that's get to the Premier League and I think that they've certainly got every chance of doing it, but they've been great to watch because... You know, they play a lot of attacking football, particularly under Smith since he's come in and, and managed to score 82 goals in the league this season. So fair play to them. Yeah, Derby for me next. I think very good season in Lampard's first season in charge. Obviously, players like Mason Mount and, and Harry Wilson will, will grab the headlines, but take nothing away from what Lampard's done. Uh, you know, start of the season, there was all that whole media circus with Sky around him, obviously being Frank Lampard and, and the attention he garners. But, you know, got his head down, worked hard, got down to the playoffs, which, you know, in recent years, it's kind of been a bit of a, a cycle for them and, you know, start really well in and around the top sort of few and then just 
basically fall off the edge of a cliff and, and lose out on the playoffs. So it looked for a while like that may be the case again, but credit to Lampard again. You know, he rallied the troops and, and has got them in the playoffs now. Obviously, I think of the four teams in the playoffs, they're probably the weakest of the four. But obviously, as you said, Louis, you know, players are a lottery and, and anything can happen over the two legs. And then, you know, that Wembley shootout is, is one game. And, you know, quite often the team that are fancied in the playoffs do struggle. So, you know, we could be looking at and talking about Derby, you know, in a week or, or so's time as has been one of the two teams in the final. But to do that, obviously, they've got to come past that Leeds United side. But, you know, take nothing away from Lampard. If it doesn't end in promotion, fantastic season. And I think with the right recruitment in the summer, they'll be one of the favourites for the title next year. Yeah, so that takes us to Middlesbrough in seventh, uh, falling, you know, out of the playoffs. And, you know, you've got to look at that as an underachievement now. Um, many tipped, you know, Middlesbrough to finish in the top two or, or at least the playoffs. And, and I was certainly one of them. I, I had them for promotion this season. You know, defensively, absolutely fantastic. Only conceding 41 goals all season. So you've got to credit. But then... The other end, you know, they, they just don't score enough goals. Um, and I said it last week on the pod, I expect Poulis to be sacked now. You know, if, if his, you know, top six must have been like, you know, minimum um, and, and, to, and to miss out by that point. Like I say, I think that in the next forthcoming weeks, he, he will go. Um, but yeah, huge disappointment for Middles because they, they're a team that should have been up there in my eyes this season. And, you know, I don't know what next season's going to bring now. But like I say, for me, Poulis is probably the next out of the door. Yeah, that takes me on to Bristol City. I think Lee Johnson has had a good season with them. Bristol City in, you know, recent years have, have been that team played, you know, really good football, but just been really inconsistent and, you know, that has hindered them in terms of challenging at the top half of the table. You know, this season, obviously disappointing for them to miss out on the playoffs. Uh, I think they could have still made it on the last day, but results were dependent elsewhere. But, you know, them, it's a step in the right direction. You know, a lot more consistent this season. Very good football inside as well. And, and I think Lee Johnson, if he's, you know, given the backing in the summer and can keep hold of, of the key players as well, um, you know, I'll have a real good go at, at, at properly, you know, mounting a, a playoff charge next season. You know, the likes of, of Vyman and and Cohen in sort of the, the attacking sort of line for them have, have been very good this season, you know, sort of scoring quite a lot of goals and becoming a lot more defensively solid than I sort of remember them in recent years as well um, so yeah definitely decent season for them they'll be disappointed to miss out on the playoffs but I think that's a stepping stone for them to build and go a lot stronger next year and I wouldn't be surprised if this time next year we are talking about them as in the playoffs and, and one of the teams to beat yeah, so that takes us on to Forest, who finished ninth, and that's probably where I expected them to finish, to be honest. They, you know, they, they were in contention for the playoffs at one point, but drifted away this last six weeks or so. Um, and, you know, they, they've had a managerial change, you know, in, in, in the last few months as well, obviously, bringing O'Neill in. I don't know whether that's a fantastic appointment. If I were to predict now next season, I'd say they've probably finished ninth or tenth again. Uh, but having said that, at times, you know, we've already mentioned Joe Long, on the pod, uh, Lewis Graben 
you know, they score some decent goals and they can play really, you know, they're a match for anybody sometimes on their day. It's just that, again, like Bristol City, they've, they've been inconsistent and, and that's what's seen them fall into nine spot. But overall, um, a pretty bang average season for Forest. I'd say that's where I expected them to, to come in the final league standings. Yes, one next for me. Decent season for them, which may be sort of a bit surprising to say considering the down in 10th and you know former Premier League side but you know the the squad that they have and so the average age of the squad must be one of the youngest in the league and for them this season you know consolidating their place in the championship you know I never really expected them to be challenging in and around the top so another year's worth of experience for you know quite an exciting young squad and I think definitely over the course of the summer they'll keep that squad together and and build on that and, and go again next year and, and sort of mount a real charge of it. I think, you know, next season in particular, uh, there's going to be a whole host of teams, you know, challenging for the playoffs, even more so than this year. And, you know, if they can keep that young squad together, we've now got an extra year's experience, you know, why can't it be them? Um, you know, really rate what they're doing. And uh, I think next season they'll have an even better season than this. Yeah, so Brentford then finished in 11th. Um, it's a funny season for Brentford because it was disappointing. Obviously, Dean Smith went to Villa, but it was probably inevitable at some point because he did a fantastic job. Um, Brentford, you know, entertainment value, I, I think they're fantastic to watch. And despite them finishing 11th, they're always a team that, you know, were to, to look out for, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they push the playoffs next season. I think they've got some fantastic players in Watkins and Mopai, and you've already mentioned the likes of Canos, etc. Um, you know, the, the, the amount of goals that they score, that is 73 goals this season. You know, if, if you if you're neutral and want to go to a game, Brentford's probably your team. They've scored as many goals as Leeds United this season. So um, I'm sure they'll pr- probably be happy with a top half finish. Uh, but again, something to build on for next season. And, you know, I, I, I don't think anyone in this division holds anything against Brentford. The the, foundation, the foundations there and, and the type of football that they play, you know, credit to them and uh, best of luck for them next season. Yeah, so that takes me on to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, what I might do, uh, Louis, I might get you to do Wednesday and then we'll come to Preston in a second and I'll do Preston if you want to sort of quickly sum up each team season yeah, and we, probably we're best yeah, to yeah. speak about I, our own team. Yeah, I'll jump in. Yeah, obviously it's been a season of, should I say, downs and then ups for Wednesday. Uh, finishing halfway in 12th is is quite a good return based on where we were in December. Obviously, Lukai, we had a if we start where we you know we managed to get in the top half and then we just completely drifted away i think we went you know there were nine games at one point where we didn't manage a win and we, we fell into about 18th position and then obviously once he got sacked and bruce came in then you know we we went on this you know flip reverse um managing to not concede many goals and you know tighten up the defense and, and we just managed to climb the t- table there was a point where the playoffs looked you know, in our reach slightly, but then at the same time, we can't complain the season that we um, He's had a complete clear outcome the end of this season now. You know, he's announced 13 players have left the club today, uh, six of those being first-team players. So it's all on next season now. Um, and obviously, FFP still surrounds Sheffield Wednesday, but overall, an av- overall an average, you know, finish... But based on, well, like I say, where we were before Christmas, um, it's not it's not a bad return. 
Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll quickly do Hull and then and then Preston after, and we'll go back to sort of the normal order. Um, Hull for me this season, I thought they'd struggle. Um, you know, looking at the table where they finished, I think they did a little bit better than I thought they would. You know, the last sort of season, you know, down sort of nearing the relegation zone. So taking a step in the right direction, I think. Importantly for them this, this summer, will be you know keeping hold of Jared Bowen, which you know. I, I can't see him keeping hold of, of him. I think he'll definitely go to either a, a top sort of six championship side or, you know, potentially go to a Premier League side for, you know, a, a young player. I think he's, um, you know, 22, um, maybe 23 now to get, you know, 22 goals in, in a side that, you know, have had a hit and miss season. Obviously, you touched on earlier, Louis, you know, Leeds crying out for that sort of 20 plus goal a season player. You know, I think if Leeds didn't go up, Bowen would be, you know, a great fit for them. You know, done really well this season. I think Nigel Adkins has, has consolidated their place, you know, relatively well. And I think for them, you know, if if they are serious about getting back to the, the Premier League and, and the upper reaches of the Championship, there needs to be a, you know, a drastic overall in the summer. I think their squad at the moment has just got too many average squad players in I think it'd be fair to say um, and I think you know if they are serious you know need to make a, a, a better go of it so a piece on my assessment on Hull this season and you know their success next season will be dependent on whether they can keep hold of, of Bowen and, and Grzycki for example um, to go to Preston Similarly to you, Louis, um, rather than a season of two hours for Preston, it's been a season of, of thirds, you know, first third of the season, atrocious, rock bottom, come the end of October, and I was absolutely fearing the worst. Just couldn't buy a win, you know, there seemed to be no sort of togetherness in the squad, and then literally just overnight, around sort of Christmas, I don't know what changed, you know, we went on this fantastic run, I think. 13 unbeaten, six away wins on the bounce, which catapulted us, you know, right onto the fringes of the playoffs. And like we have done in the past two seasons, we get ourselves into, you know, a fantastic position. And then the final third of the season comes and we just tend to fall away. Um, you know, injuries catch up with us. And, and Neil's come out and said that, you know, he's going to be carrying out an audit on, on the number of soft tissue injuries that we have had this season and last you know it can't just be coincidence I think something needs to be done with the way that we're training so if they can get that together sort that out and and have a more consistent season next year you know already been promised as well money to spend in the summer which was the reason why he didn't leave and go to West Brom a few weeks ago quite excited for next season I think the only player that will leave will be Callum Robinson I think a deal with Bournemouth has already been tied up uh, around Christmas time about 10, 15 million in for a player that has one year left on his contract for us is absolutely massive. And hopefully the majority of that is reinvested in the playing squad, which our most expensive signing to date ever has been 1.5 million. So 15 million for us to spend in the summer is like been taken over by a, you know, a foreign investor, so to speak. So quite excited about the off season and, and, and how we kick on. And I think next year we'll have, uh, you know, an even better season and wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if we are challenging or more seriously for the playoffs. Yeah, that takes us on to Blackburn then, who finished 15th, which is a great return considering, obviously, they came up from League One um, and this is their initial season in the Championship. Um, obviously, Bradley Dack, you know, he lit the league up at times, you know, particularly at the beginning of the season, um, scoring the goals he did and he could potentially be linked with a £20 million move in the summer. So, 
overall, Mowbray's got to be pleased finishing 15th. It's basically just something to build on for next season, I believe. I th- you know, Blackburn are probably one of the teams where I'd expect them next season to then finish in the top half. So we'll, we'll see what happens with them come next term. Yeah, Stoke for me, very poor season for them. I think, you know, no one expected them really to to struggle as much as they did. And I think, you know, they've taken the championship a bit too lightly. You look at the squad that they have, you know, <laughs> I, I still can't get my head around how much they have struggled, you know, with the likes of Butland and Shawcross, who've played for England, you know, Tom Ince, who's a great player at this level, you know, Ryan Woods as well, who we tipped to be one of the standout players this season, just not yeah. been right for him. Um, whether that's down to managerial sort of uncertainty with them, you know, who knows? But with that squad that they've got and the money they spent in the summer, they should be finishing on a hell of a lot higher than they have done. So, very poor season for them. I think this summer for them is absolutely massive in terms of rectifying the the issues that clearly were there last summer, um, getting it right and hopefully for them kicking on and, and getting back where they need to be, which is, you know, top of this league, challenging to get back into the Premier League. Yeah, so it takes us to Birmingham in 17th. Uh, overall, this season will probably be remembered for the nine-point deduction for Birmingham. I think Monk's done a decent job there. You know, Shea Adams and Lukas Jukovic this season have been phenomenal at times and bagged loads of goals between them. Um, and Birmingham, unfortunately, they were one of the teams who were pushing playoffs and looked likely to get there. And then they kind of just, with all the off-the-field affairs that was happening. They kind of drifted away, which was a shame. And it seemed then finishing 17th. However, if they had not had the deduction, then they'd have finished in uh, 15th position. So not much difference there at all. However, I think next season they might be one of the teams to look out for. I think they'll give the playoffs a push again, particularly if they keep the you know spine of the team. And, and it looks like Monk will be be staying at the club. Um, you know, there's no reason that he wouldn't be. So yeah, best of luck to Birmingham next season. But overall, like I say, it's just been controlled a lot of or their league league standing or final league standing has been controlled by things that have happened off the field. So uh, let's see what happens there next term. Yeah, Wigan next. Um, the Reese James show, basically, you know, absolutely fantastic for them this season. And I think without him, they would have struggled. Been, you know, undoubtedly their player of the season, got into the team of the, the season as well. Um, you know, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Absolutely phenomenal uh, season for him, him in a team that find themselves down in 18th. Um, for Wigan, I think that's where I expected them to finish at the start of the season. Obviously, they started well, but the season caught up with them and, and you know I think that is where we expected them to finish for them obviously same as other clubs kicking on next season and, and seeing how hard they can finish Yeah so that takes me on to QPR I mean again you talked about thirds with Preston same for QPR in the fact that they started this season dire like they were literally as bad as Bolton at one point where they were just conceding goals for fun I remember was it the game where they lost 7-0 to West Brom that I mean that seems like an age ago now Um, but then they went on this fantastic run so it's been a a strange very very strange season for QPR in the fact that they got into the top half and and again they they could have been another team that pushed the playoffs but then they've they've really drifted 
back down the league. I tipped them to go down this season and, and they've just escaped. Um, I'll say just escaped. They've finished 11 points clear, but it's a good job they went on that you know, that run of, of games where they remained unbeaten. Uh, but the, for me, QPR just concede far too many goals. And again, next season, I, I think they'll probably finish, you know, somewhere similar to where, where they have done this term as well. Yeah, Reading next. Another team that have chopped and changed their manager and, you know, that uncertainty off the field has, has really cost them. I think, you know, for them this season, where-ish again, like we're going to expect them to finish. I thought they had, a sort of good enough squad to keep them in the league, but I thought they'd be down in and around the relegation places. So, you know, not too far off where I thought they'd finish. You know, that goes for most of the bottom sort of seven or eight, really. Um, you know, for them, stability off the field is key for them now. You know, they've got decent players there. You know, a team that were sort of challenging the playoffs a few years ago. So the foundations are there. I think they just need to obviously focus on the off-field stuff, get that right and, you know, Going forward, there's no reason why they can't kick on and, and get back sort of higher up the table and, and potentially, you know, push for the playoffs. But, you know, that question mark always hangs over him. So I think going into next season for them, be about staying in the league and, and looking for about a mid-table finish for them. Yeah, so Millwall just avoiding uh, relegation, finishing in 21st, which is very disappointing based on where they were last season. Um, they had a great season last year and they've, and they've done the role reversal this time. I think that, you know, collectively they've not got a bad little team. It's just they, they lack a lot of firepower. They don't score enough goals. Um, only 10 wins this season, obviously seeing them finishing 21st. They've been lucky to avoid the drop because I know you're going to come on to Rotherham, but they've pushed them, you know, the likes of Reading and, and Millwall all the way. So, I'd, you know, dare I say it, but unfortunately, I think Millwall will probably be another team that will struggle next season. I'm not saying they'll go down again, but they need to be fortunate and, and recruit well uh, for them to avoid the drop again next season, I believe. Yeah, as you said, that takes me on to Rotherham. I think Rotherham... Most people, I think, thought they'd be one of the teams to go down this year. So, you know, not a surprise really in terms of relegation. You know, they came a lot closer to staying in the league than I thought they would. So, you know, credit to them on that regard. You know, even up to the last day, you know, running Middlesbrough close, only sort of coming out 2-1 sort of losers in that game. You know, for them, they seem to be one of these yo-yo teams that, you know, get it right in League One, come back up, but just don't have the resources to compete in the championship. So going down into League One for them, you know, I expect them to be in the, the top sort of five or six come the end of next season in League One. And, you know, for them, it's about next time they come up to the championship, trying to get it, a, you know, a bit better in terms of the, the playing staff that they recruit. I think in the last few years, you know, they've not really had that heavy investment that a League One club coming up needs to, you know, realistically stay in this division. So I think for them next season, keep all the players, match a challenge for the playoffs if they can, and, and you know, learn the lessons from this season and, and try to get back in the uh, the first attempt next season. Yeah, it takes me to Bolton in 23rd. I mean, I, where do you start with Bolton? You could talk about Bolton all night, couldn't you? It's been confirmed as well today as we record that they've gone into administration. Uh, also, with their relegation, I really do fear for Bolton. You know, 
in the future. I, you know, God knows what's going to happen at that club. Uh, but if I talk on the field, yeah, they're just not good enough as a team. You know, you look at them on even on paper, and they, they just lack quality all around. I mean, they have been in games at times. And surprisingly, they've still managed to finish a point above Ipswich because they've, you know, they've been as bad as each other. Um, I didn't think that either team would have, you know, been relegated so soon in this division. I thought, you know, it's, it's usually a lot closer. But yeah, Bolton this season only won eight games, conceded seventy-eight, deservedly going down, obviously. But you know, all the best to them in terms of survival as a football club because it's just atrocious what's going on there at the minute yeah and finally Ipswich um one team that you know we talked uh, a number of months ago I think it was about 18 months ago on the podcast now when Mick McCarthy was you know been handed by the fans and it was a case of careful what you wish for and I think that has come back to bite them you know they were a a mid-table team in the championship at that point they took a gamble you know gone through a few different managers since then and, and tried to sort of change the whole philosophy of the club and it, it's really not worked for them. You know, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, Louis, five wins this season is is absolutely awful at any level over a 46-game season. Nice for them to go out with a win on the last day in front of their fans um, and, you know, leave somewhat, if we can even consider that, you know, a, a good memory going into the summer for their fans and, you know, it's a shame that they've gone down. Always one of the teams that I, I like going down and, and sort of staying in Ipswich over a weekend. So, be a, a shame not to do their sort of away day next season. But I think for them, with the players they've got, I'd expect them, you know, to make a good go of coming back straight away. Um, and I think if they do come back straight away, learn the lessons from from this time. You know, been a mid-table Championship club and having that you know, stability isn't the worst thing in the world. You know, that's coming from a Preston fan as, as that seems to be where we're destined to be forever. Um, you know, I think, yeah, they'll, uh, they'll have a decent season in league one may take them a year or two to get back up. I think once they do get back up, I'd expect them to, to sort of stay in the championship and it'll be a, a bit of a, a rebuilding job for them, but I think they'll come through it, you know, a better, a better team for it. 
I have a feeling that Swansea is probably going to do well next season in the fact that I know that it was the first season in the Championship for a long time, falling from the Premier League. And sometimes you need that you know, season to readjust, um, come to terms with the Championship. And not only that, they've got some great players coming through. So I'm going to talk about them in a, in a second. But for me, Swansea, I, I really, I'm not saying that they'll get promoted or finish in the top two, but for me, they should be finishing in, in the playoffs next season. And I think as a force at home, um, they are certainly one to watch out for. They're capable of scoring goals. And I think the manager's half decent as well I think he's you know to say his f- first time he's managed in England and and been putting in it putting in a bit of a pressure job um I think he's is is had not a bad return finishing 10 so yes I expect them to probably come fourth or fifth next season um I could be wrong but only time will tell with that one yeah team for me sort of to watch out for and maybe a bit of a surprise to you Lewis I'd like to get your take it'd be Sheffield Wednesday um, mm. just going off purely for the fact of, of since Steve Bruce has come in that run that you've been on and, and you know how he's sort of rallied the squad really from where you were before he took over obviously you mentioned about the, the players that have been released um, I think there's one that Preston have been linked with as well um, a youngster so I'll, I'll have to try and remember his name I think Hamoud maybe oh yeah yeah um, okay we've been linked with him and I think a few Sheffield Wednesday fans were surprised that you'd let him go so I haven't heard too much about him but he seems to be sort of quite promising um, in terms of sort of the first team though you know I think with the players that you've released it's a case for you sort of looking in from the outside about bringing in you know better players to improve the squad um, trying yeah. to keep hold of Michael Hector as well I know I've seen quite a lot on Twitter about him wanting to stay so hopefully for your sake a deal can be done there um, but I think Steve Bruce obviously good manager at this level and I think next season you know, uh, a decent playoff push campaign will be sort of made by you. And I expect you to be one of the teams that will be competing with next year for, for trying to sneak into that playoff spot. Yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't want to be biased being a Wednesday fan, but, you know, if if he gets his the incomings right over the summer, I know he's, you know, he's going to be on a budget, if anything at all. You know, he might have to go to the free transfer market or, you know, loan signings again. But, you know, with ex- his experience, Bruce, um, his contacts as well, and with his abilities as a manager, then yes, Sheffield Wednesday should hopefully, fingers crossed for myself, uh, be be pushing the playoffs, if not better. So we will certainly see. I hope, you know, I hope I'm right. But, you know, as a Wednesday fan, you've kind of got to be realistic sometimes. But I just, I think we've got the right manager in, for the job at the minute it's just he needs to be given time and, and like I say a lot's riding on the players he brings in now yeah um, so moving on to standout player I'll go first with this there's two that I've got um, one of them coming up with Luton Town is James Collins done fantastically well in League One over the last year um, <coughs> quite a lot of players who come up from League One you know tend to struggle but Seen Luton a few times this season. I think he's just suited for the championship. So I'd expect him to obviously not get 25 goals like he has done this season, but I'd expect him to get into double figures, you know, for them. And if they are to, to stay up, you know, one of the, the better teams that have come up in recent years into the championship, you know, he's going to be key for them. First of all, keeping hold of him. Uh, and secondly, you know, keeping him fit. And I think if they can do both of those, no reason why he can't, you know, get into double figures, you know, sort of a, a 10, 15 goal a, a season striker in the championship. So 
be very interested to sort of see how he goes next season. Um, the second player, uh, and a bit of a, a selfish one, is uh, Jordan Story at Preston, young centre-back. Signed him from Exeter last summer. You know, not a lot of players expected him to get much first-team football this season. But, you know, through injuries and, and suspensions, he came in and, and played in the heart of the defence and very quickly has made that position his own. I think one of the first names on the team sheet, certainly in my opinion now, Tailed off a little bit towards the end of the season, but you know to be expected in a, in a side that was struggling, and to say it's his first season in actual professional football league, um, higher than League Two. Absolutely, you know, phenomenal effort from him, and I think with this season under his belt, you know, will be one of the best centre halves in the league. I'll stick my, my neck on the line and say that he's already sort of attracted interest. I think from from Everton and Fulham. I think it was. Um, so you know. Definitely one to keep an eye on, and I think if we can keep that core of our squad together, he'll, he'll play a massive part in, in us challenging, hopefully, for the playoffs next season. Yeah, the players I've picked, um, James, is linked to the reason that I picked Swansea because two of the players are they, they play for Swansea City and they're both Welsh, and, and you'll you'll know the names already. But I think with you know they're only young, but you know with time, um, they're only going to get better and better. So the first one's Dan James, obviously Welsh international, managed to score on his debut, uh, played plenty of times for Swansea City, but he just seems to be getting better and better as a creative midfielder. Uh, and I think next season, you. Know, he's he's only 21 at the minute, but he's got a bit of experience now. I think he'll be uh, great next season also. And then uh, the other one is Joe Roden, a towering centre-back, who, again, he's, he's only played 27 times for Swansea, um, capped at Welsh under 21 level nine times. But he's he's certainly one to look out for. And if you know if if these players aren't linked with moves away from the club over the summer, then like I say, if, if Swansea can keep hold of them, they're they're a couple of reasons why I think Swansea will do well next season. And it's it's good to see players at such a young age performing in the Championship rather than you know. P- players that are experienced coming down from the Premier League, etc. So it's, it's it's exciting times for, for Swansea City and, and the players that they've produced at the minute. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and I think Swansea will have a, a very good season next year um, and potentially challenge for the playoffs. Um, but teams that are in the playoffs this year, and we'll uh, quickly sort of preview the first legs of the playoffs, um, which take place on Saturday. Um, start first with the Aston Villa West Brom game. Obviously, half twelve kick off on Saturday for them. I'll, uh, you know, be keeping an eye on Twitter. I'll, I'll be out in Germany, so you know, keeping an eye on the score over my phone. Um, how do you see the game going? I know from my point of view, I think it'll be the closer of the two playoffs, um, especially in the first leg. I think the Derby Leeds game, which we'll get onto shortly, will be uh, a lot more entertaining in terms of attacking football. But I think the West Brom Aston Villa game at Villa Park will be, you know, a lot more of like a game of chess, so to speak, with uh, you know either side not wanting to to give up the first goal. Uh, how do you see the game going? To be honest, I think both playoff semi-finals are as close as each other. I can't really call them if I'm completely honest. But talking the Villa game against West Brom. Um, it, sh- it should be entertaining. And I think, you know, Villa are going to give it all. The only question mark I've got over West Brom is the fact that, you know, they got rid of Darren Moore, brought in a new manager. Uh, whether that's still lingering over them and they know the squ- he knows the squad well enough at the minute to, 
you know, perform it at this stage because we we know what Aston Villa can do. I think, you know, at home, I'd expect Aston Villa to win. Um, and if I'm going to predict a scoreline, I would go 2-1 to Villa. Um, but then going into the second leg again, who knows, you know, any, anything anything can happen in, in the playoffs and, and semi-finals based on aggregate scorelines. But like I say, I'm going to predict a Villa win for this one. I think that they've just got too much quality um, all around the park for, for West Brom on the day. So I'd, I'd be stupid to back against them, I think. Yeah, I think Villa should just shade it as well. Um, you know, I expect it to be, you know, quite a cagey affair. Obviously, it's a Midlands derby. So, you know, the atmosphere will be there and it's the playoffs. So, you know, it's one of the, the bigger games in recent memory for both sides. Um, I expect, yeah, Villa just to shade it for the reasons you said, you know, I think man for man, they've got a little bit more quality uh, in the key areas. Um, <clears throat> you know, Adoma on his day will cause that sort of West Brom sort of defence who are aging a bit now, you know, problems and Tammy Abraham as well. So, yeah, I think Villa will just shade it, but I don't think it'll be, you know, by a couple of goals. I think 1-0, um, you know, Villa, um, it'd be a good result for them to take to the Hawthorns uh, a few days later. Um, and the final game, obviously, Derby County against Leeds United. Um, I think out of these two, I think this will be the, the highest scoring game of the, the two sort of first legs. Derby, you know, play some great attacking football. Harry Wilson, as I touched on earlier, Mason Mount, fantastic. Um, Leeds United, obviously, Hernandez, Ruth, Klitsch have all been, you know, chipping in with the goals this season. So I expect this to be the the more exciting of the two games, in my opinion. Uh, not to say the other one won't be exciting. But I think Leeds, you know, as we touched on earlier, coming off that defeat to Ipswich, missing out on the the automatic promotion, you know, I can see them struggling here. And I think Derby, if they start quickly uh, in this game, you know, and, and maybe Nick an early goal, I think they'll play into their hands massively with the, the doubt that will set in for Leeds. So I think Derby, mm. the start of this game, the opening sort of 15 minutes to really set the tempo is, you know, key for them. Um, and depending on whether they can or can't do that, I think that'll determine who wins. But if I'm to stick my neck on the line, I think Derby might shade this by a goal or two. I agree. Uh, you know what? It's it's interesting you've said that because Leeds will probably be favourites over the two legs and quite rightly so based on league position. But um, but in this home leg for Derby County, I think that they're going to win this one as well. And I'm going to go 2-1 to Derby just because Leeds have been inconsistent of late. Uh, Derby have been unsure if they've been confirmed in the playoffs until the final game of the season. And I think that'll just give them a confidence boost. And, and going into this game, I expect it to be a decent one. And and for the same reasons as you, James, I think Derby will nick this. I'm not saying Derby will go you know through to the final over the two legs, but on home soil and with the likes of you know Mason Mount and Howie Wilson, etc., the players that have they've got, I think that they'll step up and, and, and get a victory here, yeah. Yep, completely agree. And I think both legs will be, you know, exciting to watch. And, you know, being a Preston fan now, I can switch off, obviously. Would love to be a part of it, but it's, it's great from a neutral to watch the playoffs. And I think, you know, these two games that we've got and the return legs, you know, um, sort of a few days after will, will be fantastic watches. And, you know, at the moment, I don't think I could call a winner of sort of the playoffs as a whole. So going to be, 
you know, really exciting to watch. And yeah, I can't wait for him now. Um, but with that, we're out of time. If you want to let everyone know, Louis, sort of any projects you're involved in and where they can find you, now would be a good time. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Louis Shackshaft. Um, I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, so I've just posted actually um, my season stats uh, for the 2018-19 campaign. So you can check all those out. I've put it on my website um, also. Um, I'm, I'm a blog uh, which you can find on there. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I do writings for like Football League World and, and previews. But obviously with the summer now, we'll probably be doing uh, any transfer news and, and discussing that. But yeah, just check me out on Twitter. Yeah, and you can follow me on my Twitter page, which is at underscore James Vickers, mainly tweet about Preston and quite a bit of German football. Um, so give me a follow if you're interested in either of those. Uh, and more importantly, you can... Follow us on our Twitter page, which is at Championship Pod, where each episode is the pinned tweet. You know, there's plenty of stuff to get involved in in the week as well. Uh, so definitely give us a follow and you won't miss an episode. Cheers for joining me today, though, Louis, and uh, we'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 